Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. We are living in an exciting day, and I'm so glad to be back with you on our podcast after my my uh, um, being away just while I was <clears throat> taking a much-needed break. It's just great to be back with you. Hope things are well with you and yours. And, uh, you know, God is doing something fresh all over the world. And uh, I may or may not get into my subject today. I've been talking about 10 ways the Holy Spirit works in us. But I have something here that's fairly... Excuse me, hot off the press, and I need to I need to share it with you. Um, God's been doing something really fresh in me and and uh, in our church, and really it's happening it's happening all over the world. So let me address this for just a minute. You know, I've been in God now for uh, this is um, forty six and a half years, I guess uh, September of uh, of uh, nineteen seventy six is <clears throat> when I came to the Lord, and um, there was just at that moment in history, a, f- a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. In fact, let me give a commercial break. If you haven't gone to see the movie, The Jesus Revolution, I would encourage you to go see it. <clears throat> While I was taking a break, Susan and I went to see the movie one afternoon, and uh, you know, we wept and we laughed sometimes at the same time. Just a great movie. I was living uh, right in the middle of that. Uh, the Jesus movement came in the early 70s with many uh, hippies and drug addicts and such, uh, just coming to Jesus in large numbers. And uh, I, um, boy, I tell you, I just uh, cut my spiritual teeth on that. And then in my hometown, we really had a move of God. I mentioned this in a recent service. I had a real move of God in my hometown where the Holy Spirit manifest. And uh, during that time, people in denominational churches were receiving the baptism with the Holy Spirit, Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, Episcopal, Lutheran, Catholic, um, etc. I mean, we just we had a Thursday night service at our church in my hometown, and people from other churches would flock to that church. And I saw so many people get baptized with the Holy Spirit. In fact, I have fond memories of uh, the altar call being given on, on in the thir- Thursday night service, particularly, and the whole front be- of the auditorium be filled up with people who came to give their lives to Jesus and be baptized with the Holy Spirit. It was just an incredible, incredible time. And many people have wonderful experiences with God, as did I. So I encourage you to go see that Jesus Revolution movie. But, you know, the whole, let me say this, the whole charismatic movement was all about the denominational world um, having a fresh experience with the Holy Spirit. Church I attended never taught the baptism with the Holy Spirit, which is clearly earmarked in the book of Acts. There are four clear uh, references to the baptism with the Holy Spirit and in the book of Acts, and five if you include Acts chapter 9 with uh, Saul on the, the Damascus road, road, who later, later became Paul, Paul as he ministered. So, um, <clears throat> you know, again, that God was doing something fresh and new in the church and just seeking to wake us up to the availability of the Holy Spirit to personal life and then ministry to others. And it was a phenomenal time. So let me fast forward to today. God is doing something fresh again in the church world. And 
Uh, excuse my voice. I've been doing some praying, and so my voice sounds a little clanky today, but uh, I'm not going to stop praying. <laughs> but anyway, um, we're do- so God's doing something fresh again today. Again, the uh, Jesus Revolution movie. Uh, goes right along with what I believe God is again seeking to do today with the Asbury uh, revival. Let me comment on that a moment. That's been picked up, and now I understand there are colleges, universities, churches where, where it seems as though there's a fresh move of the Holy Spirit. I think that's a, a wonderful thing. And as I mentioned in a recent service, uh, you know, just be careful. The Internet can be good and can be bad. And we don't want to replicate and make for something to happen that we see happening somewhere else. And here at the church I pastor, Victory Church, you know, I just want to be bare bones honest with God and with people. And and I'm not trying to replicate anything that's happening anywhere. I'm seeking God, I'm seeking the Lord, praying, saying, God, have your way. Do something fresh in us. Every local church has a different flavor just just a little bit of a different assignment. We all have the assignment to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and to make disciples of all nations. But at the same time, uh, different local churches have different flavors. Be careful that you don't try to force your church to be something you've seen on the Internet or to be what you may or may not have experienced at at a, a meeting uh, somewhere else that a lot of people go to. And I would say that in response to Asbury or anything else that comes up. And and then let me go a step further. There is a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit blowing. There is a, a, a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit, it seems, as, uh, that, that is working today throughout the earth. You know, my staff team and I and our church, we've been, I've been praying for years for the kingdom of God and for the revival that was promised in Joel chapter 2 that was repeated in Acts chapter 2 at the beginning of the church age, a revival that would usher in uh, Jesus' second coming. And looks like we're right in the heels of that. You feel it, you sense it. We've had some fresh movings of the Holy Spirit in our church here at Victory. And then, you know, here um, uh, the past Sunday, in fact, uh, the Holy Spirit came on me and I never got to preach the message that I had planned to preach. And that's kind of the day it is. But I want to share something with you. Uh, God gave me a word um, Sunday morning. I, I got up to speak and I could not go to my notes. And I found myself in Matthew chapter 9, uh, verse 16, where Jesus was addressing the Pharisees and the religious people in his day. They would, they would not bend and allow Jesus' ministry. Think of it. The, the very Son of God, who is, the, who is the substance of the foreshadowing of what they did. They did animal sacrifices. The high priest represented the people before God. And an animal was slain, and the animal blood on the, on the Day of Atonement was placed on the, on the top of the Ark of the Covenant, covering typically the sins of Israel for a year. And here Jesus, the Son of God, who is... His uh, cousin, John the Baptist, said, here's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Here's Jesus' cousin coming on the scene, revealing him as the Lamb of God. And the religious people couldn't accept it. They wouldn't buy into it, and they just refused. And Jesus had something to say about what they were doing. They weren't allowing him room to manifest himself. And he was was all about what the kingdom of God had been preaching through through the prophets in the Old Testament for so long, for hundreds of years. And the people of that day would not receive it. And it's a sad thing. And, and, and here's what he said to them in Matthew chapter 9, verse 16. Besides, who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For a new patch 
would shrink and rip away the, from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And then verse 17, Matthew 9, New Living Translation, <clears throat> Jesus said, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. So the old skins would burst from the pressure, spilling the wine, ruining the skins. New wine is stored in new wineskins so that both are preserved. So let me make some statements about that. We, we don't have, I don't drink wine. In fact, I'm a teetotaler. I don't drink wine. I don't drink any kind of alcohol. I don't need it for anything. I don't need anything to take the edge off of me. Jesus takes the edge off me. I don't need wine. I don't need alcohol. I don't need a beer. I don't need anything. I need Jesus. So anyway, but when I'm in Africa, we don't, so we don't talk about wine skins in our culture. But let me say this. We have a number of churches in, in Ethiopia, and we still support uh, one, two, three, four pastors there. And just let me say this about wineskins. I, I didn't know anything about wineskins. I've seen pictures, you know, in biblical books uh, uh, that are talking about biblical history and such. But, uh, but in, in, in Ethiopia, I actually saw wineskins. And what I mean by that is skins that people, skins of animals that people use to, to uh, retain liquid. So, you know, people would put water in, in the skin of animals. And what they do is they skin the hide I guess you could call it leather-like, uh, whatever kind of animal it was. Leather, you know, comes from the cow. But nonetheless, um, they would skin the animal, you know, cut his head off, cut his feet off and such, and cut his legs off, and then skin the hide off the animal, dry the hide, and um, tan the hide, so to speak, and, and then tie up where, uh, you know, cut the legs up, and then tie up where the leg openings were, one, two, three, four, and then and then leave the top where the head was cut off and where the neck was and leave that exposed. And again, you're just talking about the outward skin of the animal. But, but that's what cultures that don't have, you know, bottles like we have and, and things like we have now in modern culture to, uh, to carry liquids in. That's what they used, animal skins. And, and I've seen those skins. I've seen people, they attach ropes to them and put them across their shoulder and carry them. And they take them down to the creek or to the to the river and they fill them with water and such. But in Jesus' day, people would use this same apparatus, these wineskins, um, uh, to put, to put uh, grape juice in. And, and if the grape juice sat for a little while, there was a little bit of a fermentation process. wasn't anything like wine we have today, but nonetheless, <clears throat> it, it would become fermented. And, and if they had a, a, a skin, the skin of an animal that was older, then uh, you know, it would become hard with age. And, and just the nature of putting a, a substance like grape juice in that as, as it got older and older, as the, as the grape juice got older and fermented a little bit, it would, uh, it would expand the skins, the wine skin, and then it would crack and break, and then the wine would leave. So Jesus said this, no one puts new wine in old wine skins now. Now, he used this analogy, and he used the metaphor of a wine skin to speak of a new move of the Holy Spirit, a new way that God is doing things. And in Jesus' day, he was the new thing God was doing. He was the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. And, and, and in our day, there's something different coming now. And, and, you know, we've been in the church age for almost 2,000 years. And, 
and Jesus is coming back. In fact, we're at the very last of the last days. Um, if I had a lot of time to teach on this, I would say the last days actually started when the church age began. Those, those are tip, those, that, that's called the last days. So Peter preaching on the day of Pentecost, he was talking about the last days. And he gave reference to Joel chapter 2 about a tremendous moving of the Holy Spirit. So the last days started with the church age, you know, in the first century. So we've been in the last days for, you know, almost 2,000 years. But now we're at the very last of the last days. And we're, we're at the very end of an age. In fact, uh, we're going into an age of judgment. Jesus' return is an age of judgment where all of the, all of the sinful things on earth, Satan, demon spirits, fallen angels, and, and human personalities that obey him and do his bidding, they will be judged. And, and, and God will judge the entire world, earth and world. And then Satan and all of those that belong to his kingdom will be cast into uh, the lake of fire. Revelation chapter 20 is very clear. Will be cast into the lake of fire, and that's their place for eternity. And then there will be a new heavens and new earth. So we're getting ready for all that. But right now, y'all listen. God is, is wanting to do different things in the world, and there is a real move of the Holy Spirit, and we are right in the middle of it. It could be that this Asbury thing and the new thing of, of, of people wanting to seek God and wanting to worship more fully, this could be the beginning stages. Uh, many people think so, perhaps so, uh, of a new move of the Spirit. And again, I can say in my own personal life, I have felt uh, uh, really for several months now that that God was doing something fresh. I, I felt like he, he wanted to do something fresh here at our church, at Victory Church. And, and he just wants us to have uh, 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 believers meetings and meetings where believers gather and where Christians gather. He wants them to take a different tone. We'll still have worship. We'll still preach the word. But here's what he wants. He wants, he wants the Holy Spirit uh, to be free to manifest himself. And, and in some ways, even in... In, the, in, in churches like ours who have the fullness of the Spirit. We believe in the baptism with the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the, excuse me, the gifts of the Spirit. We believe in the, in the Holy Spirit movement. See, sometimes we, we even in, in, in what we have, we, we put God in our little box and think it's got to be uh, this way, that way, or whatever when we have services. And God is, I hear him saying, I want to do something so different. And Sunday morning, he really spoke to me that, that now's the time so to speak, for a new wineskin. That is a, a new way of approaching our relationship with Jesus and our corporate times together as believers. It's a time where he wants and desires that the Holy Spirit manifest himself. And he wants us to create an environment where people who are dry and parched and hurt and full of fear and, and who have chains of all kinds of bondages, bondages to the flesh, the world, the devil, bondages to... Um, abusive substances, bondages to sexual addictions, bondages to religious traditions, you know, bondages to all sorts of fears and phobias. God wants them to be set free, and then God wants a place where his healing power can flow. And, and you know, I'm reminded uh, when I said that of Acts chapter 4 where, where, the apostle, uh, uh, where the apostles prayed that the Lord would stretch forth their hand to heal, his hand to heal, and that signs and wonders would follow the name of Jesus. And so... Again, uh, we're living in a time where, where God wants the Holy Spirit, us to allow the Holy Spirit to be, to be more fully manifest in our corporate times as we're together. So I said all that to say this. Uh, 
I asked a question. I polled our congregation at Victory this past Sunday and just simply asked, how many of you would be open to make, having some changes in how we do church life? And when I said it, I mean, wow, I was surprised at, surprised at the results. People were, were really excited. And we had a real move of the Holy Spirit. The truth is our first service flowed into our, our second service this past Sunday. We have, have had heretofore two uh, Sunday morning services, one at 9 o'clock, one at 11 o'clock. And honest, uh, we had such a flow of the Holy Spirit going in our service this past Sunday that I, I honestly, we have a clock at the very back of our auditorium. I just happened to look at the clock and... Um, and it was 10.59, and the first service crowd was still there. That means the children were still in children's church, and the people were still in our auditorium, and the parking lot was still full of, of cars from the first service, and I thought, oh, my Lord. So, you know, I prayed, let people go, and, uh, and, you know, right when I let people go, the praise and worship team, they started the second service as the people exited from the first service, and the new people for the second service came out. I said, oh, my Lord, what have I done? And, uh, you know, people had to go get their children out of children's ministry and all that. I said all that to say this. I, y'all, I have had something in my heart for um, several months now. And, and we're going to start. Uh, now, listen to me. If you're a part of Victory Church, I want you to hear what I'm saying. Got to explain it. We're going to do something. We're going to change our wineskin. We're going to change how we do our corporate life together on Sundays because we need to add an element where the Holy Spirit can manifest himself. So beginning Sunday, and I just mentioned this in, a, in a, our Wednesday night service, uh, beginning Sunday, um, Sunday, March 19th, uh, that's a, a week from this coming Sunday. If you're hearing this on Thursday, today is what, the 9th. Um, beginning the 19th, a week from this coming Sunday, uh, the 19th of March, we're, we're going to have one Sunday morning service. We're going to drop one of our services. Say, well, pastor, what are you going to do with all the people? We're going to put them in one service. We're going to make this happen. We have a lot of chairs. We've got a lot of space, and we can do this. But here's what I'm feeling in my heart. We have got to make room. The body of Christ has to make room for a fresh move, a fresh wave of the Holy Spirit. And we've got to make room for him to manifest himself. And it's not going to be in a cookie-cutter service where we do cookie-cutter things that are planned. You know, the, and there is a place for that at times when you have seminars and such. And, uh, but there's also a place to where we just need the touch of God. And I know, let me just tell you what God's speaking to me as a pastor. Our Sunday morning services, we have all kinds of people come on our Sunday morning services, people, people that are unchurched. We have family members of uh, people in our congregation. We have co-workers and people that live in their communities, that, friends of theirs that just come to our service, all kinds of people that come to our service. God wants people in our culture to experience him, and he wants people in our culture, in America, to experience the Holy Spirit, Spirit experience the presence of God in a very raw form. God's presence has in it everything that you need as a human being. That presence, listen, it sustained Moses for 40 days and 40 nights. He didn't eat, and I don't know that he had water, 40 days and 40 nights on the top of Mount Sinai. When he came down, his face glowed with the glory of God, and, and his, his life was sustained by that supernatural presence. Y'all, there is, there is such, uh, there is such um, presence contained, such life in the presence of God when it manifests that 
If you have a need, it gets down inside of you. I don't know how to describe it. It gets down into the cells of your person and begins to minister life to you and set you free. If you've never experienced the tangible presence of God, uh, you can. And that's what God wants to do all over the world today. He wants us to he wants us to experience a fresh sense of his personal presence in our personal lives. That means, for me, he's telling me, change your wineskin. Change what you allow me to do. Change your presentation. Change your corporate time to allow the Holy Spirit to manifest. So we're doing that on Sunday mornings beginning March 19th, 9 o'clock. We have an 8 o'clock prayer meeting. Y'all, oh my goodness. We had a bunch of people, dozens and dozens and dozens of people come uh, 8 o'clock this past Sunday morning for prayer. We had a tremendous prayer meeting. And when, we, when it came tonight, we stopped just before 9, gave people a time enough to mingle and such and, and do what they need to do before service. And then, and then the service started at 9. But here's what I noticed. You know, if you could uh, liken it to the metaphor of or the analogy of... Um, of a runway in an airplane, you know, uh, you know the run the airplane's got to got to have enough uh, enough momentum to that, and there's enough air flowing over the wings that it that it you know goes into the atmosphere and flies, and and you, it runs down the runway to do that. Well, <laughs> we were already down the runway uh, in our worship time. By the time nine o'clock started, because of the prayer, oh my goodness. The plane was already off the runway, and we were in the air. We were moving. And that service was incredible. I tell you, the Spirit of God so moved and manifested Himself that people really got touched and ministered to. So uh, that's what God's wanting to do today, and that's what we're doing here at our church at Victory Church. And I think, uh, I think God's dealing with different churches to do it different ways. And again, here at Victory Beginning March 19th, that Sunday, we're going to start just one service. And the reason is we want to give room. So what's going to happen? We're going to worship. I'm going to preach the Word. That's always, we always need the Word of God. We always need the balance of the Word with the moving of the Holy Spirit. Uh, somebody said, all words you dry up, all spirit you blow up, but with the Word and the Spirit you grow up. So we're going to combine it all. And, and at the very end of the meeting, I can I see us. I, I keep seeing it in my mind's eye, us just getting together at the front of our auditorium and just worshiping with abandon. And people that have fears, people that have phobias, people that, people that have illnesses, people that have bondages of various things. When they come down, people will be born again. People will be filled with the Holy Spirit. People will be healed. People will be set free of all kinds of things because we're catering to the presence of God. And you know what? When you cater to the presence of God, there are spiritual gifts that manifest. The word of wisdom the word of knowledge, discerning of spirits, the gift of faith, the working of miracles, the gifts of healings, different kinds of tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy. These things manifest in the, in the presence of God, in the full presence of Jesus. And he wants us to give a place to where he can do that. So we're going to begin doing that March 19th. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen this coming Sunday. It may happen again. I'm not, I didn't force it this past Sunday. But I'm not going to force it any Sunday. We may have Sundays where I preach the word and there's no really moving of the Holy Spirit. There may or may not be. I got a lot to say about this. So, but we're going to give room and, and, and make it available. And I know, I think God's going to meet us. And, and I feel like God is dealing with the body of Christ just to, uh, just to make some, some adjustments with how we worship together, how we get together. And, and if we'll ask God to do the impossible, 
Uh, I know he will in our prayer time. I remember back this past Sunday. Uh, I, it kept coming to me as we were praying, and we were praying in the Spirit. Uh, Luke, 9, uh, Luke 11, verses 9 and 10. Ask, and it will be given you. Seek, and you'll find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. He who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. He who knocks, the door will be opened. So I just see God wanting to do more than, than we can even ask or think. In fact, Ephesians 3.20, Now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So God, God wants to answer our prayers. So we need to stretch our horizon. We need to stretch our tent stakes, tent so to speak. Pull up the tent stakes, make it broader, and welcome the presence of God. And welcome the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And welcome the gifts of the Spirit. And welcome the power of God in our meetings. And we're going to see, before Jesus comes back, I believe, a, a, a real demonstration of the power of God that this generation has not seen. And I'm very excited about that. So I want to encourage you, whatever local church you attend, uh, pray for your pastor. Pray for your church. Pray for those that oversee your your gatherings, your believers' gatherings, to, to hear from God and make right choices and make room for the Holy Spirit to, to and create a wineskin, create, create a place where, where the Holy Spirit can manifest in fullness and freedom. The, 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 the days we're going into, they're, they're challenging, they're dark, they're bleak, they're full of trouble, uh, they're full of war, they're full of darkness, they're full of uh, all kinds of pessimistic things we could talk about, but at the same time, the days we're headed into are filled, I mean, just chock full of the glory of God. So we'll have, we'll have uh, the best of times and, and the worst of times, as the novel says, of yesteryear. And we're going to have darkness, but the light is going to be so amazing. And the presence of God is going to be so amazing. God's going to use the body of Christ to, to minister life to so many people. People are looking not for plastic, People are looking for real today. And you know what? We're all looking for the presence of Jesus. Don't live a plastic life. Don't, don't live a, a shell of a life. Have a heart relationship with Jesus. In fact, today, what we do behind closed doors will be manifest out of doors. So, so have, a, have a time with the Lord by yourself. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's near. Let the, let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, as, as Isaiah said. And let's come together and, and let's seek God and with our whole heart. You know, Jeremiah said, it'll come to pass, God said, that you'll find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Jesus gave us an invitation in Revelation 3, 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking to believers. And, and if you open the door, he said, I'll come in and and, uh, and fellowship with you and dine with you, be, be close to you. Jesus is wanting to do that today. I want to encourage you in your personal life, take some extra time to pray. Get into the presence of Jesus. And, and you know what? You will not be disappointed. I, I have the presence. I can sense the tangible presence of God on me right now. We had a tremendous prayer meeting earlier today, and I still have that presence that came while we were praying, it's on me right now. And Lord, I pray for every person listening to this podcast right now that the presence of Jesus would come upon them. For those, Lord, that are believers, let that presence rise up within their spirit and let it minister life to their mind, to their emotions. Let it minister life to their spiritual nature their, and their whole being, even their physical being. 
Bring healing and wholeness and soundness of those that may be listening that don't know Jesus. Lord, let the drawing power of Jesus come upon them. May they be drawn to the love of God, to the kindness of the God of all flesh. And Lord, I pray that you would do something fresh in every life. And that Lord, as we call upon you, Lord, your presence would come upon us and invoke tremendous change in Jesus' name. God bless you, my friend. I'm just excited to talk to you again the next time we talk together. Attend your local church uh, this weekend and let God do something big and fresh in you and in the church you attend. God bless you. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.